are geek-centric, and you can be too. I'm J-Law, but you can call me Justin, and welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode with the director of the latest horror flick striking fear in moviegoers right now, Barbarian. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek-Centric, a podcast covering the world of movies, TV shows, toys, collectibles, gaming, and all things Geek-Centric. Joining me for this episode is my not-so-scary friend, Nate. How are you, buddy? I can I can be scary. What are you talking about, dude? I can be pretty scary at times. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're too. Yeah. I think you're too lovable. I think you're too I, lovable. Listen, that's, listen. There's. I'm a, sure there's compliment. been nights we've stayed in the same hotel room. You've heard some noises. You've heard some noises. Yeah. That's know? when I get scary because I want to like smother you with a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I woke up one time and I was like, oh. As I mentioned at the top of the show here, we're talking with Zach Kreger, the director, writer, producer, and actor of 20th Century Studios, Barbarian, which is in theaters today, September 9th. Nate had a great opportunity here to sit down and learn a little bit more about what went into sort of inspirations and coming from a background of comedy. Um, I thought this was a, a fantastic interview. How do you feel after after the, after the this whole experience? Because I know we're also going to be talking after the interview, giving a, a, some impressions about the movie, because we did both go see the movie uh and that was a harrowing uh harrowing experience is what i believe you referenced yeah. uh, in, in the yeah. interview yeah it was tough man i mean it's it's uh we're not used to watching horror movies or covering horror movies on this podcast and i think this this year has given us a lot of really great horror movies um and so i've kind of started building up my skin a little bit on it and 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 I went into this pretty strong and I will say you know I kind of mentioned in the in the interview but the the communal experience of watching this as a group I watched I got the chance to watch this um with you know in a public audience it was with a gofobo if you ever heard of gofobo they do like free movie ticket giveaways for for uh you know previews of films and stuff like that so I got a chance to be a part of that crowd I remember leaning over to like the guy next to me and I was like are is everyone here press because like the whole theater was full <laughs> and I'm like there's no way and uh he's like I don't know what you're talking about and I'm like oh, okay he's like we got our tickets from this website so I was like okay cool um but no it was it was great <laughs> to uh join and and see this movie in a group i think that's the only way you ever should watch this movie um and i don't even mean that just from a sense of like you'll be too scared to watch it on your own i just i don't think you'll have as much fun watching it on your own this is such a a fun movie to not only see but you know as i mentioned in the interview i kind of want to see it again with people that i know to see their reaction um and uh and kind of get their reaction as we're going through the movie yeah, I will. Uh, I will save my thoughts uh, on on such experience for after the interview. But sure. it, um, I would say that I'm not necessarily a go to horror movie watcher. Um, I used to be when I was in university, just because of what I was studying, and, and a lot of it revolved around critiquing movies and studying genre movies. Um, mm-hmm. But nowadays, I don't necessarily go straight to horror movies. If I do watch them, they're usually in the comfort of my home, and I where I can control how scary it is. But my interest uh, with this movie, a lot of it was stemmed from 
hearing what people were saying. And that's kind of what led me to want to check out this movie, even though I have, I'm not necessarily as, as uh, thick skinned as I once was when it came to, to, to the horror genre. I was definitely terrified if I chair, but uh, you know what? Let's get into it. Let's, let's hear your interview because I think our audience deserves to hear a little bit more from the director himself, Zach Kreger. Hey, Zach, welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good, good. My name's Nate. Um, I have to say, I, I apologize if I'm a little uh, sleepy or tired. I, I got a chance to see the movie last night. Didn't get too much sleep afterwards. Thanks oh, a lot. <laughs> I'll consider my job done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I wanted to kind of start off, I mean, kind of right there. I, I had the opportunity to go through the harrowing experience of, of watching the movie with a, uh, with a public audience. And I'm so glad I did. I mean, no shade to the press audiences that I've been with, but they're usually pretty small and you don't get that much reaction. So I wanted to ask, you know, what is it about the horror genre in particular that you think, you know, makes us want to experience it together rather than alone? I don't know. There's something about the communal experience of, of watching a horror movie where like, the the energy feeds on itself and and the the final product is greater than the sum of its parts you know um you know the the frequency that exists in that in that theater um becomes sort of a energy of its own and i i I just i've always loved it my whole life going to see horror movies it's kind of like going on a on a roller coaster ride at a theme park versus watching someone go on a roller coaster ride on your phone you know they're they're completely different experiences so i i would definitely encourage anyone to go to the theater for this movie um it is a ride yeah totally yeah I, and you could hear like i could hear everyone behind me kind of like whispering and like yeah. you know kind of giving their theories as we were going yeah. along so yeah. it's it's one of the i think that's one of the few experiences where i was kind of okay with it yeah you know I mean? i'm like okay we're enjoying this together yeah i love when people are yelling at the screen you know sometimes when i go to a movie and people are talking it's like i want to i want to go <laughs> homicidal but, yeah, but for, yeah. for a horror movie or a movie like this when people are engaged and vocal i just feel like it, it's it's additive very cool um totally i now saying spoiler free uh sure. as much as possible with this movie which is tough to do but there are a couple moments in this movie where let's just say um our main character tess goes through something and then AJ goes through the exact same experience, except there's such a major, you know, shift in tone. Sure. Given your background in, in the comedy genre, how important was it for you to have a blend of of both of those in this movie? You know, it wasn't like I I set out and 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 was, you know, calculating, okay, now it's got to be real funny coming up soon. You know, yeah. I just kind of followed my fingers and tried not to to get in my own way as I was writing yeah. this. So, you know, all of the comedy that kind of comes out is just is just what kind of came out. Um I, yeah. I didn't really put too much thought into it. Um okay. I'm happy that people are laughing. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I think it's I think it's good. I mean, it it for me it was like I kind of needed it. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like well, the best horror, you know? right? Has that sort yeah. of like pressure build and then release valve, you know, and yeah. comedy is the release valve. So like I was, I guess, I guess part of me was very aware of what I was doing. You know, you want to ramp the tension till it's almost unbearable and then give people permission to like reset through, through yeah. something funny. Yeah. And it, it almost, in a way, in a weird way, it also felt empowering in that moment too, because we were going through that experience with AJ and, and sort of it, it didn't feel, nearly as bad as it did the first time because we were we were laughing so right. I, I really dug that yeah yeah um now you know i think uh in a lot of ways you know horror movies have the ability to stick with us because of you know how they made us feel and 
Uh, I know for me, like I can't sleep in a room with like the closet door open or else I just see the little girl from the ring in there. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's all I see. Yeah. Um, I want to know, you know, what was, uh, what's the first horror movie that you ever watched that stuck with you it to that me. point where it's sort of, yeah, it really got you. Yeah. It's still in there today. Yeah. The shining. So I, I went yeah. to a friend's house. We're doing a sleepover. I'm sure a lot of people have the same story. And there's that moment where Danny is on the big wheel and he turns left down the hallway and yeah. you see the two little girls standing there. And I swear to you, it was like an electric shock went through my body. I mean, it was, yeah. it terrified me. And, and I don't know what it is about horror, but like that, that unpleasantness of being terrified as soon as it subsides, maybe it's the endorphins or, or something, but like, I wanted that feeling again. You know, I was, yeah. I was hooked. It was like, you know, it, it was a drug. And so I feel like I've been kind of chasing that, that shining moment, you know, ever since. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, I, I know my, my watch was telling me like, Hey, breathe, breathe a few times while I was watching this <laughs> movie. Watch it's like, like, hey, you're, uh, you're not yeah. breathing, dude. Yeah. You need to, you need to get maybe, uh, watches did that. Oh yeah, yeah. They they have great like, features. Uh, it's time to breathe. Inhale. Yeah, time to breathe. Your heart okay. rate's way too high. You know, uh, you're in a loud environment. All that stuff, yeah. um, which I think is very something that happens quite a bit in in, in a horror movie. Um, now, I know you've been asked this quite a bit um, about what horror movies might have influenced hmm. this movie, and you've mentioned the 1999 uh, Japanese horror film Audition. Yes. I was curious to know outside of the horror genre. Uh, where else did you draw inspiration oh, for Barbarian? What a great question. I love that. Um, Alexander Payne, you know, I'm a big fan of his. And and there's mm -hmm. something about the tone that he's able to find where it's like, it's funny, but it's not like a comedy. And I think I wanted to lean into the Alexander Payne, like Election, you know, comes to mind yeah. a lot. I love yeah. that movie. Um, I use some Mike Nichols. You know, there's some Carnal Knowledge is a movie he did. And I, and I kind of use some of his visual vocabulary for... For this movie um gosh uh what else you know i'm i i i, I sofia coppola i think handles um uh people's kind of unraveling in a really compelling interesting way and so for justin's chapter i i think i i thought a lot about her movies um yeah that's that's what comes to mind i dig it i dig it. yeah you can definitely i definitely get a, a sense of all that kind of watching it as well. Um, cool. And I will say, speaking of audition, uh, not having heard of it prior to watching some other interviews you've done, um, I'm really digging it. I, I watched the trailer last night. I'm like really intrigued. Audition is like a, a, a one of a kind movie. There's never been a movie like it since. There wasn't one like it before. It is truly terrifying and traumatizing. It is yeah. ridiculous. It deals with the same themes that Barbarian deals with. It made a huge impact on me when, when I saw it as a young man. So yeah, I, anyone who hasn't seen that movie, definitely put it on your list. It's, it's something. Totally. And I, I, um, yeah, I think the idea of like a horror movie that is also delivering a message, but I mean, you've gone out of your way to say like that, that's not the original intention of the movie. It's always to make people laugh and, yeah. and get scared. And then right. there's that that sort of message that comes in afterwards. Uh, you know, I think a lot of movies get, you know, make their protagonists um, and even their antagonists, a lot of horror movies kind of make them not uh, not that smart um, and kind of, uh, you know, they kind of are are really dumb. And that's why they're making the decisions they're yeah. making. Yeah. With with Tess, I felt it was very much the opposite. And she's very um, she's very altruistic at times. And she she kind of uh, 
uh, does things where I'm like, well, I, I, I wouldn't have the courage to do that. Yes. But I'm, I'm happy that she does. Yeah. Um, I feel what like was the your, horror movie, yeah. it, you don't have to agree with the character's decisions, but you have to believe that they would make that decision. And if that yeah. holds true, then you can go along for the ride. I find myself disconnecting from a movie if I don't believe the character would do what they're doing in the movie. Then I start to yeah. check out. But I think yeah. that Tess is an altruistic person. You, now, she's making some ill-advised decisions, for sure. Yeah. I wouldn't do yeah. what she does. But yeah. I believe that she would. And so I'm in. Very cool. Um, okay, I've, I've got one more question here. And I just want to know, you know, staying as spoiler-free as we possibly can be. But, you know, I think we, we talked about the idea of, like, me not being able to sleep with my closet door open. Um, you know, after directing this movie, uh, do you now have a fear... Like, I think a lot of people will after watching this movie of staying at an Airbnb. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> mm, no, I mean, look, you have to you have to always in any situation, you know, use your best judgment. And I think that everybody has to has to be aware of their surroundings. And Airbnb yeah. is not a hotel, you know, um, yeah. And and you gotta you gotta give it a little bit more thought. Now I use Airbnb. I'm not gonna stop. I host on Airbnb, Airbnb. so I let strangers come into my house. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a great service. I I really do love it. I'm not trying to knock it, but, but no, you no, no. have yeah, to have yeah. a heightened awareness when you when you use it. It's just yeah. common sense. You got to look out for for ropes in a wall and you got to watch for scary ropes, spinning blades, any sort of yep. pendulum or a yeah. pit that could open to spikes. All of these things can happen. All that stuff. Well, Zach, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us today and talking about the movie. I'm so excited for for more audience to see it and, and to uh, maybe recheck re it out myself. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks, man. Cheers. And we're back. Man, again, it's it's so cool for us to have this opportunity to chat with him. Um, yeah. We got some great questions in, man. You, we we, we Thanks, learned man. a lot. Yeah, man. And I, I want to also give a shout out to our friends at... Uh, you know, Disney Studios Canada and and 20th Century Studios um, for giving us the opportunity to do this interview. It's crazy to think that this is a Disney movie. I mean, it isn't, but it is, right? And it's just no, it's absolutely under the nuts. Umbrella, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to eventually be on the the service, which is 100%. crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah. it's just nuts that you'll be able to watch, you know, Pinocchio and then <laughs> tune into this one. But um, but yeah, no, I uh, I, I I thought this was a. Uh, it's a great conversation. I, I I really got the sense from him of just how seamless the experience was for him to write this this movie and how it mm -hmm. started off as something smaller that then, you know, he kind of just let his mind flow through his fingers and didn't put too much thought into it. Um, and that's kind of how he structured the movie. And you can tell from the way the movie structured that that was sort of his approach. Well, I love that question specifically because I think, you know, he the question in, around, you know, how did you maybe find ways to incorporate comedy? Because there is a little comedy in this and he does come from a comedy background. And the fact that he said like, oh, it's not something that came to his mind, but it's clearly there. And I think not necessarily unintentional. It was just built into him to go that way, as he described, like to shift it, as he talked about, yeah. like the pressure valve, you know, we get to a certain point and everything's building up, building up and then boom. You know, he he switches the tone, and and that's drastic, and 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 the way that it feels, and I think that's one thing that this movie does really well is that it does shift the tone uh, throughout the movie uh, to to give you different nuance of of emotion and feeling uh, as as you watch it. So I think the fact that that came so naturally to him just mm -hmm. goes to show that you know he is he has he is mastering his craft, if you will. 
Totally. Absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, I didn't, we didn't get a really, uh, a big chance to talk about it in the interview, but I think the, the, one of the other parts that I think a lot of folks are missing is the cast in this movie, I think is actually really fantastic. I think, you know, and it's, it's, and it's not a huge cast, right. But like, um, Georgina as Tess, Bill Skarsgård, um, as, as Keith and Justin Long as AJ, I think all did a really good job. You got James Butler in there as Andre as well. And I think, I think it's, that is probably for me, those were the, the strongest parts of the movie, um, along with some of the, the sort of, I think core themes. It's so, I will say this, it's really tough to talk about this movie without going into spoilers, which is why a lot of interviews that you're going to hear are probably spoiler free up until this point with Zach. For sure. For yeah. sure. And I, I, you know, I, you know, kind of getting into a little bit of a discussion about this movie. And like I was saying before the interview, I'm not necessarily that much of a horror movie guy. So I, I will watch horror movies, but I'll probably watch them in the comfort of my house rather than in a theater where it really can have like a <gasps> startling effect on me. But I know that's the <laughs> yeah. best experience. I like to be it in is, control yeah. of these experiences, Nate. Right. And I, I love yeah. that, too, that he talks about the, you know, you asked a question in and around um, the communal experience of horror movies, because mm-hmm. that is also so connected to comedy movies movies as well Mm -hmm. i I think that's just a really uh interesting parallel to draw that comedy movies really hit well when you watch them with a full audience and everyone's laughing and here this this horror movie is definitely better experienced with a full audience that can react and startle and and almost you know cringe and and gasp in awe you know at some of the things that you would see well and it is you know he mentioned that it's like a roller coaster and it's definitely a ride i mean I, some of my favorite roller coasters that I've ever gotten off of before, you know, at Disney or something like that, if it's been like a really crazy one, getting off of it, you kind of, in a way, you sort of look at the other people who just got off the ride as sort of like, hey, we just did that. Like, we survived. And I, I felt very similar when, you know, coming out of the theater for this movie and just sort of seeing people's reactions and, and hearing them talk about the movie as we were leaving the theater. Um, it does sort of feel like, a, okay, we can all breathe easy. We did it. We're, we're safe yeah. now. He, comparing it to a roller coaster is perfect because I also yeah. dislike roller coasters, and you know if I'm ever forced <laughs> to go on one, I'm yeah. like I'm like I have to build up the strength to like okay I'm going to do this, and like I'm talking yeah. like variety of different roller coasters. But that said, yes, this movie is a wild ride that mm-hmm. is 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 very much um, an experience that I think is built up on a lot of um, conversation in in and around mm-hmm. what this movie uh, the the scariness of it the tone of the movie and and how much people are saying that it's it's the best horror movie of of 2022 it's Uh, in the conversation for sure i also would put it up there with bodies 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 as well i think is is a really fun uh horror thriller ride as well and um yeah i think i think that they you know but this leans this leans more like a different tone of of horror right like i think it it might actually be more conventional than not uh, but mm-hmm. I think what's the unconventional part is, and, and we talked about this offline, is the balance of uh, showing and telling um, yeah. how things are are fed to you and, and how you unravel whatever mystery there is around what's going on. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that very much is uh, is a is a strength of the movie. But I think in many ways, when I came out of the movie, I was very much like, oh, you know what, that wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that wasn't I, that wasn't that bad. Yeah. I, I do think that there is going to be a there's going to be an interesting uh, divisiveness, though, with the movie. I think, again, without going into spoilers, very much there's a, a 
I will go, just go so far as to say that this movie feels like two types of horror movies in one, right? It feels like a modern horror movie, and it also feels like a classic horror movie, um, one and then the other. And I think for some folks, right, I think for some folks that they're going to get to the 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 end of the first half, let's just say, of that sort of modern-feeling horror movie, and then fall into the second half of the classic horror movie, and they're either going to be all about it, or they're going to say, this is not for me. And I, I will say, for myself personally, I did enjoy the first half of the movie a lot more than the second half of the movie. There were components in the second half of the movie that I thought were really... Um, and I called it out in the interview. I said they were very, uh, you know, rewarding and, and felt very empowering at times just based on the shift in tone. But but for me, I think maybe I'm more of a modern horror fan than I am a classic horror fan. And that's just, that's me personally. I'm not saying that, you, you know, going into the movie that everyone's going to feel that way. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting sort of conversation, I think, that comes out of this movie, which, again, is the biggest thing with this movie is that it incites conversation. I think that's the most important. Exactly. Part. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think that the benefit of this movie or the, the, the thing to celebrate is the conversation that people yeah. are going to have about this movie. Another shout out from this interview. I really liked how you uh, framed that question around, you know, he's been asked a million times what maybe horror movies inspired it. And he's talked about mm-hmm. audition. Uh, yep. But, you know, we, we took a different course with that question and said, is there any other movies from other genres? And he enjoyed that question because I think in some ways he got to think about subconsciously what he loves about other filmmakers that he could instinctually kind of ingrain in this movie and and play with and I and I love that I I think that we live in a a day and age where filmmakers and 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 anyone who's creating content w- wants to be inspired and sort of riff on mm-hmm. what's already been done to kind of do something different maybe sometimes it's not that different maybe it's straight up the same thing but I love that he was able to talk about Sofia Coppola and mm-hmm. you know uh, Alexander Payne like these are you know, different filmmakers that incite maybe some horror thriller elements, but never go so far. But and they're very focused on on character. They're very focused on on story. So I, I thought that was I thought that was a really great answer to that question for us to really understand that to build out a horror story doesn't necessarily need to be like, well, what horror movies inspired you? What movies outside of horror inspired you mm-hmm. to tell this story? I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I again, cool. I kind of. We do these. We do these interviews. I honestly, I'll be honest with you. I watch a bunch of interviews to try to make sure I'm not hitting the same cookie cutter uh, question and answers. But um, I, I will say, you know, Zach calls out the The Shining as his first taste of feeling dread, and I mentioned for me it was The Ring. Uh, Justin, kind of wrapping up this uh, this conversation, I want to know what's what's a horror movie that sticks with you that just is stuck in your brain that maybe you watched when uh. you were studying and then it's just there forever now. <laughs> There's two. Um, yeah. There's, I think High Tension would definitely be one. It's a French horror film. Oh. Uh, it's really psychotic, um, very gory. Uh, it's it's incredible. Um, and uh, uh, the other one I think would probably be, and I don't know if it's necessarily deemed as a horror movie. I think it is. It's American Psycho. Uh, totally yeah. different type of uh, a horror movie, but very much... Um, horror but i think in terms of like actual like making me scared was was definitely uh dude so, yeah. i am um, if you haven't if you haven't checked it out definitely check it out for yeah sure. i've never i've never seen it before and it's uh yeah it looks really interesting um i've yeah okay is it in it's got a it twist subbed or dubbed it's it sub 
sub. Uh, okay. I think there is a dubbed version. I think there yeah. is a dubbed version. You could probably find a dubbed version. Uh, yeah, probably better just to watch the streaming. sub version though. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. there's there's a twist, and okay. it's probably it's it's very interesting. So I and I'm I'm about that, to so. I'm about to destroy my my cred here. I've never watched American Psycho, but it's one of those ones where I've seen so many scenes from it, where I'm yeah, just exactly. like. I kind of feel like I've watched yeah. it, but like I really want to watch it's, it. Like it's it's probably it it's 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 single handedly the best Christian Bale performance. So. Awesome. Well, again, a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studio and, and 20th Century Studios for for uh, here in Canada for hooking us up with this interview. It really means a lot to to be a part of these opportunities. And Nate, bravo with the questions. I love thanks, that we man. can get into these situations and sort of collab and 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 you know bounce ideas off of each other and i think that uh with this interview and other ones that i'm going to plug in a bit it's been a busy week so it's been yeah. it's been fun um well that's it for our special behind the geeks episode with director zach Kreger uh of barbarian which is in theaters now uh we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you want to write into the show and let us know your thoughts on barbarian and once you see it in theaters uh, or any of the movies or series that we cover, well, you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Keep in mind, we have a ton of episodes covering all things geeky, including our recent spoiler-free review for Disney's Pinocchio, which is out now on all podcast feeds. And Pinocchio is available to stream on Disney Plus right now. Uh, and with that, we had another interview which i was briefly referencing here another behind the geeks episode with the composers of pinocchio alan silvestri and glenn ballard we also have our spoiler free review for disney and pixar's tv series cars on the road where mm -hmm. nate darcy and meg chat about this charming series and speaking of charming nate had another interview this past week with another charming individual Mr. Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy, a.k.a. the voice of Mater. Uh, and you can actually watch that on our YouTube channel. So if you want to watch Nate and Larry gab on, you totally do that. <laughs> it's a lovely conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a great conversation. Yeah, Definitely yeah. check it out. Uh, they yeah. Nate brings up this idea for a Mater podcast oh, okay. that I just, I, I haven't, I, I haven't been able to stop thinking. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how we can make it a thing. Yeah. Um, and like get, get that going. Cause I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's a brilliant idea. We also posted our spoiler free review for the Netflix series, Cobra Kai season five, which is actually going to be out on Netflix as of today, September 9th. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, Nate, take it to the dojo and hash out the wins and losses of this latest season. And finally, we have our coverage uh, from last weekend's Fan Expo Canada. I'm pretty sure it's last weekend. Everything is blurring together here, uh, which is held here in Toronto, our hometown. Uh, not only did we put out an episode recanting our adventures at the con on our podcast, we also posted six interviews with artists, vendors, creators who we met at the con. And all of those are on our YouTube channel, which I will be putting in the show notes for this episode. Finally, we have our weekly This Week in Geek episode where we cover the latest news and trailers from the Geekiverse. However, this past week, we did not post an episode because we had a lot of other stuff going on. But this weekend should yield some fantastic news, maybe even some trailers with D23, so. the Disney Expo happening. Um, you know what? Impromptu. What are you hoping that they announce, Nate? Honestly, Marvel I... Or Lucas or anything. 
I would really love to learn more about the Acolyte, I think, is the one that uh, sort of sticks out in my brain as what might be soon. That and also, what was the one that's like the rusty logo? The Skeleton Crew. I'd love to hear more about the Skeleton Crew um, and and just kind of see a little bit more. And honestly, also just, I want them to to talk more about uh, Tales of the Jedi, I think. You know, I got to see... Uh, you know, we have a wonderful episode calling back to our Star Wars celebration recap where Darcy and I uh, in Anaheim were recording and we actually talked about some of the stuff that we actually saw. And we've already seen uh, an episode of Tales of the Jedi, and I can't wait for, for more to come out uh, as a huge Star Wars animation fan. So give me give me a lot of that stuff on the Disney side. Um, I don't know. I just hope they say we're not going to make any more live action <laughs> remakes. Well, That's all I want. Well, well, I will be the first to say then for Marvel, yeah. I hope we get some Fantastic Four news. Uh, that would be mm, fantastic. That would be fantastic. I hope we get some mutant news yep. as well. That would be great. You know, they've been dropping those hints super hard as of lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of rumors going around based on uh, casting news and stuff like that. And uh, given last big convention, which was Comic-Con, which we also covered, all those episodes are out where we broke down all those details. It's been a mm-hmm. very good year for us covering conventions, whether... Oh, yeah away or you know physically like fan expo but yeah we 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 covered san diego comic-con broke down all the marvel news and uh yeah hopefully they can uh continue here with this panel and maybe give us some more details about uh upcoming projects but anyways all of the all of those details about where you can find us for listening to podcasts and on youtube they'll be in the show notes uh so be sure to check that out nate Thank you so much for joining me for this special Behind the Geeks episode. You killed that interview, bro. Oh, good. That's very... It's a bloody, bloody mess. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Please don't arrest me. I'm sorry. I'm trying... I know you're the pun guy, so I'm (laughs) trying to, like, throw some murder horror puns. They're half-assed. I know, so... It's all good. Anyways. It's all good. You're just a big barbarian. (laughs) I know. I I am. I I would... I'll accept that. (laughs) Anyways, as we say... Love ya. Peace.